1: Hi, I'm Zach Glazer.
2: And I'm Stephanie Everett. And this is episode 346 of the Lawyerist Podcast, part of the Legal Talk Network. In today's episode, I'm talking with JJ Peterson from StoryBrand about the importance of clarifying your marketing message.
1: Today's podcast is brought to you by Abogados Now, Rankings.io, Text Expander, and Postali. We wouldn't be able to do this show without their support, so stay tuned and we'll tell you more about them later on. So Stephanie, we've got LabCon coming up here in a little bit, right?
2: It is a quickly approaching, so it's not going to be until November, but we wanted to mention it one more time for our podcast listeners, because if you had any inclination of joining us, now is the time, but maybe we should even just back up. Cause I feel like we talk about it all the time mm-hmm. and I still kind of get questions from people about well, what is that thing and, and what does that even look like?
1: Right. And I mean, obviously LabCon is Lab Conference, right? That's all you need to know.
2: Yeah. Well, what I'm most proud of is it feels and looks very different than most conferences lawyers have been to, right? So this is this is not a CLE, and it's not a typical legal conference. In fact, you know, you don't come and find a bunch of speakers at the front of the room who are just going to talk at you and. Maybe bore you or maybe not. I don't know. As a as someone who speaks a lot, I try not to be boring. <laughs> what we found is when we go to conferences, what we really enjoy are all the conversations that always seem to happen in the back of the room or in the hallways. Mm-hmm. And the original idea was, what if we built a conference around that and we just pulled out the meat of what we think is a really great conference and built an entire experience around that?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And this is a you know, I, I jokingly say LabCon. It's The labsters. It's the people that we coach. It's a conference that gets them together to interact, to kind of have a lot of water cooler conversations, to have a lot of aha moments, to have have a lot of epiphanies. And, you know, yeah, camaraderie, but it's a focused few days of these labsters getting together and and, uh, interacting.
2: Yeah. And we really... They connect with one another. They share what's working for their businesses. Most importantly, they share what's not working. Like Mm -hmm. it's a room not filled with egos. You know, no one's there trying to puff up their chest and prove they're the best person in the room. Instead, everyone's like, yeah, like I'm struggling with this. And I didn't know other people were struggling with this. And I tried this thing and it didn't work. And that can be such valuable information as we're thinking about our business. And then the other kind of component, I mean, we throw in a ton of fun. We do some silly stuff. That has purpose, by the way. But then the other thing that we do is we actually work on tools and systems that you can use for your business on site. Mm -hmm. Because the other thing that I believe to be true is that a lot of times you go to conferences and you get a whole notebook of great ideas. But then you come back to your desk on Monday morning and the phone rings and emails start coming in. And six months later, you're like, what was that great idea that I thought was going to change my life and never did? And so we actually build in time into this event where we are building those tools so that you can walk away with something that you can immediately implement for your business.
1: Yeah. And I think to me, there are two things that I, I really like about LabCon. And one of them is sitting down and people having time specified to work on specific things in their business and be able to go away with something that says, I, I accomplished this. But the other is... I remember the first LabCon I was at, Sam did a walkthrough of somebody's intake. We did a live walkthrough of an intake. And so we got a lot of information for people and worked on a specific thing on a specific day and, and really came out with something tangible.
2: Yeah. So we're doing this event live. I think we've mentioned that a couple of times. It's a small event. I mean, I'm still watching the news daily on this whole COVID thing.
4: Mm-hmm. We're going
2: to be smart about it. The event isn't until November, but we're trying to finalize the registration process here over the next few weeks. So if this is something you would want to join us to make sure you're a part of, you kind of need to connect with us now so we can get that going. You know, we're taking a lot of precautions. We're asking for people to be vaccinated. It's a small conference. This isn't thousands of people. This is like 75. And quite frankly, even before COVID, we went outside a lot because, I don't know, it's like Everyone likes having class outside, right? It's so, mm-hmm. so we do a lot of small group work and people will venture out outside just because it's nice and you'd rather sit outside. So we're going to do everything we can to keep it a safe event. But we are going to, right now, we are doing it live in November in Atlanta with the option for 10 people to appear via telepresence robots. I know we're all super excited about that. <laughs> if this is something you you've been hearing us talk about it or you've been thinking about it, we would love to connect with you and talk to you more if this is something you're interested in. The best place to do that is lawyerist.com slash lab, L-A-B. That will take you right where you need to be. Or if you can't remember that, at lawyerist.com, Just email me and say, hey, can we connect? I'd love to learn more. It's an invite only conference, but I'd love to talk to you and see if it makes sense for you to join us. So don't be shy. Reach out. Now is the chance to do it, though. Otherwise, you'll have to wait till next spring.
1: Well, and now we have my conversation with Abogados Now, and then Stephanie's conversation with JJ. Hey, y'all. I'm Zach, the legal tech advisor here at Lawyerist. And today I have Hugo Gomez, the founder and president at Abogados Now. Hugo, thanks for joining me today.
3: Zach, thank you so much for having me. We're big fans of Lawyerist. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Well, so
1: Abogados Now is a multicultural marketing company, right? Correct.
3: Yeah, what we do is we are able to advertise on behalf of attorneys nationwide in both English and Spanish. So generally speaking, when attorneys are looking for online digital lead generation strategies, they're oftentimes cornered into English only marketing. Mm -hmm. We see a massive opportunity for attorneys right now to connect authentically to their local Spanish speaking communities. So we decided to create Abogados now in response to that. Well,
1: and that was kind of one of the questions I was going to lead with here is, why? Why are we seeing this shift and necessity of advertising, you know, in a multicultural way, a little more broadly?
3: So we speak to attorneys every day. And, you know, the assumption is that you're going to see an increase in immigration populations among the coastal cities. And that still is generally true. But the census data that just came out a couple weeks ago confirmed everything that everyone was talking about over the last decade, there is an increase of Spanish speakers nationwide, not just among coastal cities. In fact, I have some figures here. There's a lot of estimated undercounting in the United States for Spanish speakers, Mm -hmm. to the extent that despite that undercounting, the Hispanic slash Latino population grew by 23%, while everyone else only grew by 4.3%. So We're seeing a factor of 5X plus on Spanish speakers in the United States, which ultimately shows that this is the most underrepresented market in the legal vertical. Right. And so when someone is looking to tap
1: into that market, we're not looking at just saying, okay, we're going to translate our website. This is an area where we're not just accommodating
3: that market. We need to be approaching it, going all in there, right? Right? You nailed it. Most attorneys think that advertising in Spanish is a translation exercise. We get calls almost every day from attorneys who say, "Hey, we want in on this abogados now thing. Let's let's go for the translations." And we always have to pump the brakes, step back, and say, <laughs> "Okay, you know what does your market look like? Are you in Southern California? Are you in South Texas? Are you in Florida, the tri-state area?" Because ultimately. What we do is not a translation exercise. To mm-hmm. effectively advertise your practice in Spanish, you really have to understand the market and accept the fact on step one that Spanish speakers are not a monolith. It's In fact, we don't even use the terms Hispanic or Latino in our organization. It's kind of a rule right. because it's very fragmented. There are many subsegments in Central and South America. And ultimately, every market in the United States has a different makeup of Spanish-speaking populations. And the value sets are inherently different. right? So accepting that reality that this is a multi-segment population that is kind of unified by this one language is the first step. Then understanding your local market is a huge second step. But once you accomplish those first two, you're going to be really successful in Spanish-speaking marketing. And so that's what we essentially do for attorneys who just don't know where to start. We already have the, the, the playbook on how to do this. Well, and so what are some of the things that
1: we're looking at when we're looking at doing something larger than just, you know, Google translating
3: our website? The services are all encompassing. So to do Spanish right, you have to be all in. Right. So Spanish speakers in the United States have some of the highest mobile device adoption rates among any other audience segment. They also have very high online purchasing power. So what that says is you have to be mobile first in Spanish. And you have to be really deliberate on your offerings on this mobile experience in Spanish. So what that means is yes, you have to have a robust pay-per-click strategy. Yes, you have to be on Facebook, Instagram ads, but more than anything, and this is one of the kind of big open secrets right now, in Spanish, YouTube is arguably the most popular search engine. Hmm. So Spanish speakers use YouTube as a search engine, which all signs point to video being a key strategy in Spanish speaking marketing. So, you know, we have established relationships with YouTube, with Hulu, with other DSP video partners, because if this is where Spanish speakers are, you have to put your market and your business in front of these folks.
1: Right. Because we're not thinking about just like, okay, how do I take my current strategy and make it Spanish speaking? We're saying, what are your business goals here? Just like any other market that you're aiming at. And someone would sit down with a company like yours and discuss that. What is the specific area that we're aiming at? And here's how we go for that specifically. And not just, okay, well, I want to take what I'm doing right now and flip it and make it fit the mold for this market, right?
3: Yeah, correct. So the way we describe our strategies is think of it as building a secondary or a sister business, Mm -hmm. because that's really what it is. Yeah, there's a A branding, a rebranding exercise or an additional branding exercise, which includes websites, photography, video, social rebranding, et cetera. It's really all encompassing. So we really don't consider ourselves an agency. We consider ourselves more of a consultancy because we have the marketing piece in the bag, but we're also a great business partner. Like we understand how different markets respond to different messaging. And that's in response to our understanding of specific Spanish-speaking markets. In those communities, mm-hmm. so you know it's it's a lot more than just the lead acquisition. You know, uh, candidly, I think that's the easy part. The strategic level is really where we, we become really valuable to a practice.
1: Okay. Well, Hugo, uh, I could talk to you about this for for a while. This is very interesting stuff, and I think this is something that a lot of people would would be interested in hearing more about. And if they wanted to, they could go to abogadosnow.com. And that's A-B-O-G-A-D-O-S-N-O-W.com. And you guys have a calendly link there where they could book a a meeting with you specifically, right?
3: That's right. So abogadosnow.com is where you could book an appointment with me per your availability. Uh, We would have a Zoom call. I would walk you through our program. It's a 10 to 20 minute call. We just want to understand what are your business goals? What are your lead generation goals? What is your current marketing infrastructure? What is your operational infrastructure? Mm -hmm. You know, you and I can have a whole other conversation on intake, bilingual intake, right? Right. (laughs) It's a very broad discussion, which we can tackle in 10, 20 minutes. And what we want to do is just get you the right solution for your year-end goals. Mm -hmm. Well, great. Well, I think a a lot of people
1: would definitely want to go to that. And again, it's abogadosnow.com. And Hugo, thanks for being with me today. I, I certainly appreciate it.
3: Thanks so much. And for any attorneys out there in personal injury, workers' comp, immigration, bankruptcy, criminal defense, you name it, anything that interfaces with the consumer, just know that that consume, there are many consumers in Spanish who need your help. So let's connect you to those Spanish speakers who need your help. Well, and that
1: increases the amount of people that you can now have as a client. That's fantastic. Absolutely. Yep. Again, thanks, Hugo. Um, thanks, Zach. We'll, we'll see you next time. Appreciate it. Thank you.
4: Hello, I'm so excited to be here. I am Dr. J.J. Peterson, and I work with StoryBrand, which is the marketing framework that helps companies clarify their message and grow their business. And so many companies are so close to their products and services that they have a really hard time explaining what it is they do in a simple and clear way that invites customers into a story. And in fact, most are telling the wrong story. And we come in with a framework based on story and teach companies how to tell the right story the right way so that they invite more customers in and grow their business.
2: So awesome. Thanks for being here, JJ. We're going to dig right in because there's, I mean, there's so much to unpack in what you just said, you know, and maybe just to start with the idea of story. I love story. You know, we've always heard stories sell and in the book. You guys talk a lot about movies, which was fun because I knew most of those
4: movies. Yeah, yeah. But well,
2: Why is story so important when it comes to our marketing?
4: Well, story, if you go back even to some of the theory. So my PhD is actually in narrative theory and narrative marketing. And so if you go back to kind of early theory, the idea is that most people believe we, they would call us homo narrative, <laughs> meaning that like we are people of the story. Like life has always been about passing down information through story. Even Aristotle and Plato back in the day would argue that if you want to change somebody's mind or change culture, the best way to do it is through story. And they actually even began analyzing story clear back then. And since then, people have just been studying the form of story and how story works and most people would say the, why it's so powerful is stories are a reflection of our own lives. The more to real life story can be, the more powerful that story is. And so in order to make it more real life, which there's some technical terms called like cohesion and fidelity and all these things, you actually have to follow rules. There are rules to every story. And, you know, depending on the type of story you tell, there's, if you're writing a screenplay, there might be like 30 rules you have to follow. But in the most basic form, there really are seven elements of every good story. And when you know those elements and you tell those elements in the right way, then you're actually inviting people to understand more clearly what you're trying to communicate. And people see themselves in the story so they get invited in. Mm,
2: okay. I love it. And I guess maybe we should have even, and I should have even backed up a little bit more in that so many people know they need to do marketing, right? We hear it all the time. Of course, you need to always be marketing and getting people to connect with you and hopefully hire you to help them. Yeah. And so we talk a lot about marketing and what is marketing, but a big piece that's missing that this framework fills in for folks is this is the messaging. This is what you actually say,
4: right? Yeah, because there is there really is a difference between branding and marketing. And I think people confuse those two. Branding is really about how you make people feel. So it involves your logo and your tagline and the colors on your website. But marketing is really about messaging. And primarily, what your marketing needs to answer are three questions. What do you do? How does it make my life better? And how do I get it? That's marketing. And a lot of people come up with this clever tagline, like they look at Nike and they go, we need a tagline, like just do it, that everybody remembers. Well, Nike can do that because they're a billion dollar company and everybody knows who they are. So they don't need to say, we're shoes that solve this problem. And No, you just stand in the like, we're helping people feel something differently. But small businesses, small organizations, and by small, I mean anything under hundred million dollars what you really need to be focusing on is marketing. And that marketing needs to be clear because we as humans are receiving about three to 5,000 commercial messages a day. And the only ones that we're actually paying attention to are the ones that are communicated clearly because our brain is really designed to keep us alive. And so it's constantly looking for information that helps us survive and thrive, right? Like our brain just naturally does this. Like when you walk into a theater, you don't know how many chairs are in that room, but you always know where the exits are, right? right? Your brain is just naturally doing that. Or you go to a coffee shop, you don't notice how many tiles are on the floor, how many holes are in the ceiling, what the fonts they're using. I mean, if we focused on every piece of information, we wouldn't get out of bed in the morning, right? We're just stuck because we're processing every piece of information that's coming at us. So our brain is specifically designed to pay attention to things that help us survive and thrive. And then our brain also does something interesting. One of the ways that it does that is by trying to conserve calories. So we actually have a limited number of the easiest way to say it is decision making calories in our brain in any given day. And those get depleted. They can kind of refill and get depleted. And when you have to think deeply or hard you actually are burning calories, which is why when you're in like a meeting all day long, like it's a creative meeting and you leave and you're so exhausted and you go, I just sat there all day. Well, you didn't sit there all day. You burned calories ah. and your brain is trying to stop that from happening because let's just pretend that then a tiger is about to jump out of the bush at us. We need to have the decision making calories left to escape the tiger. Right. Right. So our brain is focusing on information that helps us survive and thrive and trying to find it in such a quick and easy way that it doesn't have to burn any calories to understand. So when you create marketing that doesn't answer those three questions, what do you do? How does it make my life better? And how do I get it? Then you are missing the information that people are looking for that will help them survive and thrive in any context. Or if you make that information so confusing that they have to burn too many calories to understand, their brain is designed to tune you out. They're done. They literally will go, especially in this internet age, if I go to a website and it's not super clear what the answers to those three questions are, and if if it's not done in a way that I can't understand it in three seconds, most people are on websites between three and five seconds, then they're gone because they can find another website. You may be a better lawyer than your competitor down the street, and if you're not communicating clearly, you're going to lose to them every time.
2: Yeah, and it resonates, and and I was thinking about this when I was preparing. Most lawyers, you know, they open their business, and what do we do? We know we need a website, so we go hire a web developer who does what? They say okay, I'm going to build all these pages, but what do you want the pages to say? They throw it back to the lawyer, and then the lawyer's like, well, I don't know, let me go write something, right? Like, And so we go look at some other, probably we go look at other lawyer websites, and we see what they say, and then we kind of tweak that to our own message. And I think what we're going to learn today is stop doing that because your message is probably completely wrong. It's focused (laughs) on the wrong things, and it's not answering those three questions in the way we need to do it.
4: So the way that story helps what it does, it basically, I say story is a sense-making device, right? It helps give us rules with which to craft a story that answers those three questions and answers it in a way that we can understand. You have to think of like every messaging point that you're creating for your marketing on your website and emails or everything. They're almost like notes on a guitar. And when you're playing them in the wrong order, Or in the wrong way, it's just noise, right? It's just absolutely noise. But when you submit those guitar chords to rules, then it becomes a song. And that's kind of what happens with story. It takes all this information that's out there that probably everybody listening actually already has at their disposal. They've said it in one way or another. But the way that they're communicating it on websites and in sales calls or anything, intake calls, It's just noise. People are processing it like noise and their brains are designed to tune out noise. But when you actually tell all that information the right way, you create a beautiful song and now people are paying attention.
2: Love it. So let's kind of break it down because you talked about the seven steps of story and and maybe this comes up as part of that, but it seems to me what I took away from reading the book is we can't be the hero of the story, which is usually what most people do like, oh, I'm a business owner. I'm a lawyer. So you you came to my website to learn about me, right? My website yeah. should be all about me is I think that's what we <laughs> probably do. And you're going to say like, yeah. no, we're not the hero of our story. Our clients are.
4: Yeah, you are the guide and your clients are the hero. And I love working with lawyers, because one, they're incredibly smart. And really, as a whole, they're very smart. And sometimes when it comes to marketing and messaging, when you're smart, that's not an advantage (laughs) because you want to communicate all of the stuff that you can do and all the information and show how valuable your services are and how you differentiate. And what you do when you do that is you make yourself the hero of the story. But every one of us wakes up every day as the hero of our own story right? This morning I woke up and there was things I had to accomplish. I needed help doing it. I needed to go throughout the day. Well, if I'm the hero of my story and you position yourself, you, your practice as the hero of your story, now we're in competing stories, right? I have to lose and you have to win if you're the hero of your story or vice versa, right? I need to get a better deal or, you know, I need to be in power. So one of us needs to lose. But if you can position yourself as the guide in your customer story, now you're in the same story and you're helping them win. And this all comes from the rules of story. So like I mentioned, there are really seven elements of every good story. And those are these. First, there is a hero of a a story, the main character. And we need to know within the first, let's say it's a movie, the first nine minutes of a movie, what that character wants. And it needs to be clear. It can't be 20 different things. It has to be one thing. So Jason Bourne needs to find out his history. He can't also be trying to start a bakery, run a marathon, get the girl, adopt a cat. Like now that story's confusing. We're out. So the first element is, and this is one of the most important, you need to understand what the character wants. Then the second thing that happens in a story is the character encounters problems. There are problems that get in the way of what the hero wants. And then basically the whole movie is about overcoming those problems. If there are no problems in the movie, there is no story, It's a boring story. If I just sat on the couch all day, that's not a good movie. Like a car has to crash through my front door. Now there's a problem, right? Then we have to understand that the hero cannot overcome those problems on their own. So they need a guide. They need somebody to come in and help them win the day. Somebody who's already won the day, who's older, wiser. This can be a coach. This can be Gandalf to Frodo. This can be a Hamish to Katniss. This can be Yoda to Luke Skywalker, right? There's always a guide who comes in and helps the hero win the day. Then the guide gives them a plan. And it's a really clear plan. Like, this is what we have to do to win. And no matter how crazy, it's like, we need to destroy the Death Star. And they go, but how? And then they go, well, there's this one little tube, right? right? It's super clear, like, this is how we win. And then we're like locked in going, are they going to be able to win? <laughs> and so they give them the plan. Then there's a moment where they are called to action. Heroes and even humanity most of the time does not act on their own. There has to be an inciting incident where like, a bomb is going to go off in an hour, right? If a bomb's going to go off in 3 months, there's no urgency to act. Like that's why there's so many bombs in movies. There's a moment where they're called to action. Then we know that there's stakes in the story, which means we know that this story can end poorly. So failure and everybody dies or it can have a happy ending and that's success. So those are the seven elements. A character who wants something who encounters a problem, who meets a guide, who gives them a plan, calls them to action that results in either success or failure. So we take these principles and apply it to marketing. And we say, in order to create clearly and create a clear story, you need to clearly identify what it is that your customer wants. And you need to put that in basically like the header of your website. You know, a lot of people will put something like on their website, Find the freedom you've been looking for.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's
4: like, okay, I don't understand. Are, are you a rehab specialist? Are you, you know, a divorce lawyer? What, you know, where are you? No, just say exactly what you are because that's what your customer is looking for. So that needs to be clear. Identify what your customer wants. Then you have to identify the problems that are getting in the way for your customer. And you need to talk about that over and over and over again. Like in movies, the problem is the hook. So you, if, when you stop talking about the problem you solve for your customers, then they stop listening. Then you need to position yourself as the guide. That is the big paradigm shift of the framework. You are the guide and not the hero because the guide is the strongest character in a movie, always. The guide is always the strongest. So if you position yourself as a hero, you're actually positioning yourself as weak. And then you have to give them a clear and definitive plan that is easy to follow to show them how they can win the day. And this only needs to be three steps. We go into this much more deeply in our workshops and all that, but it needs to be three steps. Then you have to have a strong call to action. And then you have to cast a vision for what life is like if they don't do business with you, failure, and what life can look like if they do business with you, success.
2: Yeah. Yeah sounds like a lot. I mean, it's easy and it's hard, right? Because the the, the hard part, I mean, like you give the framework. So it's like, oh yeah, like I was reading along and I'm like, got it, hero, character. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. But then it was like, oh, this also has to be really crystal clear and compelling and short and to the point. And so, I mean, there's a lot of there there.
4: Yeah. It takes some work. And I kind of stopped saying this because I think it offended a few people, but I, I would say that the smarter you are, the harder this is. And then people would get it really easily and they'd be like, Am I done? <laughs> <And> oh. <laughs> so not saying that. But there, you know, it really is. The smarter you are, the harder this is because simplicity is not easy. Yeah. And good writers actually know what to leave out, not what to put in. That's what differentiates good writers and great writers, I would say, is great writers actually know what to leave out. Your goal with like a website or any of your initial marketing is not to tell everything that you do. It's to invite customers into a story. It's to make them curious and make them go, tell me more. That's all you're looking for. You don't need to go in huge depths to this because there's this principle called the curse of knowledge. And if you imagine what there is to know about your business on a scale of one to 10, we who own our own businesses live at about a 10. We know everything about our business. And we kind of dumb it down to a level six and think that that's going to be low enough to get people interested. Well, the reality is people make a buying decision between one and two. That's what Mm -hmm. the research shows. And so the gap between level two and level six is called the curse of knowledge. And we're all dealing with it. Everybody deals with it. And so the idea isn't that the people who are coming to you are dumb. So you need to talk down to them. It's that they don't have time. And their brains are designed to tune you out if you confuse. And we have a mantra at story brand. If you confuse, you lose. So you have to be very clear in your message. Like if there's a thousand words on your website, get down to 250. I mean, really, you want to go that small because people don't have time to read everything, to go over everything, get them interested, invite them into the story by establishing what they want. You solve their problems and position yourself as a guide. And then they will ask you for more.
2: Ah, I love it. So let's take a quick break. We need to hear from our sponsors. When we come back, I want to dive a little bit more. Maybe we can hit some lawyer-specific examples that I know you're ready to help us with.
1: It's hard to keep up with trends when you're rushing to court and helping clients. But new cases hinge on topping the results page. You need a marketing partner to keep you informed and your firm growing. That partner is Postali. And you should know about Google Local Service Ads. LSAs connect you with folks searching for nearby legal services. LSAs show up at the top of the page, higher than maps and other listings. And the best part, you only pay if you're contacted through the ad. Appearing when somebody searches for lawyers near me has never been easier or more affordable, letting you focus on the law. LSAs are a great addition to existing PPC efforts or a standalone initiative. Quickly initiated by the Postali team, LSAs and a partnership with Postale can get your firm where it belongs. To learn more about LSAs and postali services, visit postale.com forward slash lawyerist and reach out for a free consultation. Support for today's episode comes from Rankings.io, a search engine optimization agency working exclusively for personal injury law firms. Simply put, Rankings.io helps personal injury law firms dominate first-page rankings. You'll never have to chase them for an update or hunt them down for an answer. Your clients expect you to be accessible, and rankings will meet that standard for communication and transparency. You'll have a full team of SEO specialists fighting to put you at the top of the Google search results. Personal Injury Lawyer SEO is all they do, so all of their processes, playbooks, and people are completely focused on generating qualified cases for your firm. Best of all, you'll be one of an elite few. Delivering exceptional service and results requires focus, so Rankings.io carefully vets clients before accepting them. They're an ideal fit for growth-oriented personal injury law firms. To see if you're a fit, visit Rankings.io forward slash to get started. Support for today's episode comes from text Expander. text Expander removes the repetition out of work so you can focus on what matters most. Say goodbye to repetitive text entry, spelling and message errors, and trying to remember the right thing to say. When you use Text Expander, you can say the right thing in just a few keystrokes. Better than copy and paste, better than scripts and templates, Text Expander snippets allow you to maximize your time by getting rid of the repetitive things you type while still customizing and personalizing your messages. Text Expander can be used in any platform, any app, anywhere you type. Take your time back and increase your productivity. Show listeners get 20% off their first year. Just visit TextExpander.com forward slash podcast to learn more about Text Expander.
2: All right. So we're back. And you were just kind of telling us, you know, we were using the example of websites. And I think that's something most people have. And it's kind of easy to just vision. So if we kind of stick with that, that work for a minute, when we think about our website, one thing that comes to mind is like for a lot of lawyers, they're doing a lot of things. Like some lawyers follow our advice and really get narrow. And they're like, no, I'm going to help this really specific person. But I talked to a guy earlier this morning and he I was like, oh, what kind of practice do you have? And he he rattled off like seven things. I was like, oh man, dude, that's exhausting. But even folks who have two or three, you know, like probably I imagine one of the big pushbacks is, but I help lots of people. And so how do you help people kind of think about that or put an umbrella around when we're thinking about that initial question, which is who we help.
4: Yeah. So on your front landing page, what you want to do is create what we would call an umbrella story, right? So even if you are working with three different specific types of people, you want to figure out what problem do I solve for all three of those and make that kind of your primary story on your first web page, on the landing page. And then list, literally list. If you have seven things, that might be a bit much. But if you have three, say, you know, I I do this, I do this, I do this. Then when people click on those links and go to the second page, make the second page all about that specific customer. Now we're changing the story just a little bit. You still solve that main problem for them. But how do you solve this specific problem? And as their guide, what gives you the right to solve that specific problem? right? So if you're a divorce attorney, but you're also trying to branch out into a different area, you don't want on that other area to talk about being a divorce attorney. You talk about whatever gives you the right to be the guide for that type of hero. But on the divorce attorney side, you say, I've been in this business this long. I've been working with clients from here to here. And and then, you add a little bit of authority there, but only in the problem that you solve for that specific customer. On yeah. the other page, pick your authority. And what I mean by authority is what gives you the right to be their guide? So do you have empathy for them because like, you've experienced it yourself or you've seen a lot of people go through this? And do you have authority? Have you won the day for other people before you?
2: Yeah in the book you guys talked about like this guy who was struggling and saying like oh but you know we paint this thing and we paint this thing and we paint this thing and and finally you guys were like yeah you paint shit that's what you do like you yeah. just need to say that <laughs> like you know yes. and i was like ah yeah and i was re- and i was like oh that sounds so easy but i appreciate that it can be hard to do and and like you said we're stuck in our own head and our own business and we're like but we help so many kinds of people and so many you know like within a divorce i also do modification, you know, like there's like 20 different pieces of a divorce that you can help people with. And it's being able to kind of pull back and being like, no, like you help people in a really clear way.
4: Yeah. And the other thing to think about in story, and we go way more into this, obviously in the book, and we do like workshops where people can come for two days and work with a coach and go through all of this. But one way to think about it is when we're talking about ourselves, One of the ways that we make ourselves the hero is by focusing on the features that we offer. So you just said, you know, I can help people with all these five or six different things. It's not bad to list those under the umbrella of what you do. So you can list those for sure, because people are looking, that's part of the clarity, right? Because if I'm coming there and go, do you actually do modification? Then yes, I need to see it there. That's what's clear. So it can be there. But in your umbrella brand script, and the overall story, focus more on the benefits to the client. That makes them the hero, right? Mm-hmm. The features focus on you. So if even if you list the features that you offer, the different services you offer, take it one step further and list why that's a benefit for the client. When you do that, now you just shifted it to where this is what I can do. This is how I'm good at everything and moved it to this is how you win. This is how you win. This is how you win.
2: Yes. That makes so much sense. And I know lawyers, I love us, but we really struggle with this because the other thing we do is we talk in legal terms. And I mean, I I just did it just now where I said modification and I didn't practice family law, but I know enough that I think I know what that means, but like, I don't even know if you know what, I mean, most, oh, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Most people have no idea. And so we do a, a, I think we hurt ourselves when we put on our website, like, oh, we do modifications because your potential clients have no idea what that means. But if you can frame it in, like, we'll help you change your custody arrangements. So you
4: see your kids more, right? Boom. That's it. That's exactly it. And the other thing I would say is Really, when it comes to solving people's problems, there are actually three levels of problems. And we get into this a lot deeper, but there's an external problem, internal problem, and philosophical problem that people are facing. So in a movie, the external problem is a bomb is about to go off. But there's always this internal hook that screenwriters use to connect with the audience because most of us have never disarmed a bomb, right? Like we can't really connect with that person on that level. But they always go, well, last time they tried to disarm a bomb, they failed and they killed their father in the process. So they're a bad son. So there's this internal struggle that it's not just about disarming the bomb. It's answering the question, do I have what it takes? And that's really key. And then there's a philosophical problem, which is like good versus evil. So the hero, by disarming the bomb and defeating the villain, solves all three. They solve the external, internal, and philosophical problem. Why this is important for people to understand is that most people go shopping to solve an external problem, but they make purchasing decisions to solve an internal problem. Mm -hmm. So let me kind of play this out a little bit. If my yard is overgrown, that's an external problem. But if I am not embarrassed by that or overwhelmed by it, I'm not paying anybody to fix it. I'm making the decision to buy based on being overwhelmed and being embarrassed. Now, lawyers solve external problems, but I think if, for me as a client, if I'm going to hire somebody, I'm so overwhelmed with all the choices and I'm so scared I'm going to get ripped off, you know, and I'm so like, I'm nervous, especially if you're doing family kind of law stuff, I'm worried about losing my children. You actually need to speak to the internal problems almost more than the external. Everybody out there can solve the external problems. But you need to say, I'm going to give you confidence because they're probably feeling a lack of confidence. I'm going to keep you informed because they're probably feeling stupid, right? So you don't just solve an external problem and you don't just speak to that external problem, which would be, again, the listing of your services. You have to talk about how the list, your services, the features of your services actually solve an internal and external problem for your client.
2: Yeah. So is it fair to say, like, how do you want your clients to feel after they've worked with you?
4: Yep. Because they're feeling something before Mm -hmm. and you need to recognize that. And I think most of the good lawyers would recognize this, obviously, but that's what you need to speak to. Don't just talk about, here's all my services. Talk about, Hey, I understand, which is empathy. I understand how overwhelming this can feel. I understand how scary this can feel. My job is to help you not feel overwhelmed and not feel as scared. Yeah. Even that is going to hook somebody a little bit more than just here's the five things that I can offer you.
2: Yeah. And you can see how that could play out because now if I have a testimonial on my website from a client saying I was feeling scared and after meeting with my attorney, I felt confident or I felt, you know, secure, whatever, you know, the opposite is, then that reinforces with real life, you know, people, because that's what resonates with people is that change in emotion from going from one thing to another.
4: Well, that's exactly what a good story does, right? A good story is about transformation. The hero is never the same at the end of the movie as they were at the beginning. They're almost a different person, right? Luke Skywalker was just kind of this abandoned guy on a desert planet. By the end, he's a Jedi. Katniss, you know, same thing. She's just like a girl who's really good with a bow and arrow. She becomes the Mockingjay. They literally become somebody different through the process. And companies that can participate in the transformation of their customers are going to win. And you want to speak that into your marketing. So if you have people who experienced things where they were scared, then they were confident or they were overwhelmed and then they felt in control, that is a story arc. And you want to speak to that. That's called the transformational identity of your customer. How would you want to describe them after they've worked with you? And then put that in your marketing. That says, I help you become this. And when you can participate in that transformation, you're going to win. And so is your client. Yeah.
2: And I mean, just you saying that and me thinking about who I help and how I help them transform. Honestly, it got me excited. I mean, I'm excited every day, but it got me even more excited about the work that I do because it's like, oh yeah, I help people go from this to that. And isn't that amazing? And I know you talk about this in the book too, at the end, it's like, this also transforms the stories we tell our team because now people want to connect and now we could talk about this for a long time, but you know, people want to connect with a larger purpose with the work that they're doing. I mean, lawyers were doing really amazing work. And so maybe that feels easier, but sometimes they could just feel like, Oh, I'm filling out forms today. And so if we can remind our team, no, you're helping people transform from this
4: thing to this other thing, it really just empowers everyone. It's huge. And that's what comes from understanding how story works. Right. And we've given a very high level, kind of idea here, but let me just give a few really practical tips for people right now that kind of take elements of the story. The two biggest things that I want you to focus on right now is how would you describe your customer after they have worked with you? Or how would they want to describe themselves? So before they're blank and after they're blank. So think about those terms and write them down. And it needs to come down to one or two words. That's it. So don't say, well, they're the kind of person who wants to, no, 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 say they're brave or they're strong or they're empowered or they're whatever it is, give me one or two words that describes them. Then I want you to look at your marketing, specifically your website, emails, anything and say, is that word anywhere in our marketing? And if it's not, find a way to get it in there. Two, answer the questions, what problems do we solve for our clients? The external and internal. And you can even just ask the question, like if you're trying to find out what the problems are, asking questions like, are you afraid of this? Are you worried about this? Is this what's been holding you back from getting a lawyer? Just ask some of those questions and understand the external problem is like the thing that gets in the way. So like it might be the thing that's stopping them from working with you is money or lack of knowledge or time. Something like that is stopping them from working with you. That's the external But then what internal feeling is that external thing causing? So they don't have enough time, which makes them feel what? They don't have enough money, which makes them feel what? They don't have enough knowledge, which makes them feel what? And identify those two things and then look at your marketing and say, are we talking about our customers' problems everywhere? And if we're not, you need to put those in. That's just two real practical tips that you can look at your marketing right now and almost do an audit and say, have we created this messaging and is it there?
2: I love it. That's some great homework. That's probably a great place for us to wrap up. Before we do, thank you so much. There's so much in the book. I have my whole team reading it, rereading it, and we're going to do some of this work ourselves. And I encourage everyone out there if you don't have a copy yet, it's Building a Story Brand, right? And then the, is there a, a website or someplace else where they can go and get some more information?
4: Yeah, go to storybrand.com and that is where. You can learn about our workshops that we do. We do two-day workshops a couple times a year where we invite people in and we actually help them create all these messaging points. And you work with a coach. So you actually know you're doing it right and getting it there. So there's that. And then we also have a podcast called Marketing Made Simple. And you can follow there and we talk through the framework and how to give you some really practical tips on how to create great marketing.
2: Perfect. Thanks so much. It was great talking to you and I'm really excited to do this work.
4: Thanks so much.
0: The Lawyerist Podcast is produced by Bailey Tiller and edited by Ryan Croft. Are you ready to implement the ideas we discussed here into your practice? Wondering what to do next? Here are your first two steps. First, if you haven't read the Small Firm Roadmap yet, grab the first chapter for free at lawyerist.com slash book. Looking for help beyond the book? Let's chat about whether our coaching communities are right for you. Head to lawyerist.com slash community slash lab to schedule a 15-minute call with our community manager. The views expressed by the participants are their own and not endorsed by the Legal Talk Network. Nothing said in this podcast is legal advice for you.